Good morning, fam. Wow, you're going to love this one. This interview I did with Emily Cook is absolutely incredible. Emily's a girl who had gut problems for two years, been through every doctor, physician, naturopath you could possibly think of, couldn't fix her problems. She's been put in hospital three times, could not fix it when what she actually had to do is get out of her current situation, leave, travel, and find her true meaning, her true purpose. Over the next 40 minutes, you guys are going to find out the craziest stories about how Emily got all around Europe and all around the world with only a few thousand dollars through meeting people and actually found happiness through traveling. Last time we had a good chat was kind of like this same room a few years ago you were working here at any time as a manager and you were saying things like you were inspired by me doing a little bit of travel mm -hmm. and that you wanted to live your life so let's let's give the listeners a bit of a rundown on like uh, a short version of what in what, what thoughts did you have to go through what inspired you to leave a manager role where you had security and you were comfortable being on the sunshine coast you're in comfort you know you, you had everything quite good but you knew there was more what thoughts went through your mind to make a shift and how did you make that shift? So, I originally jumped into this role unexpectedly. I was put into this role, I was only like 18 or 19, I had no idea what I was doing. And I took this role on thinking, I could try it for six months or a year, and if I <laughs> fail, I don't care. You get stuck. Whatever, like, I'll take the paycheck, I'll take the experience, I'll, I'll learn what I can learn from it. Um, and over that time, it was probably one of the most stressful jobs I ever did. I had to figure everything out on myself. I had no one to teach me anything. Even um, the owner comes in one day and he goes, how many people have we got in arrears this month? And I awkwardly looked him in the eye and said, what does the word arrears mean? Yeah, you could probably tell me too. And it's basically a member who hasn't paid their account on time. Oh, yeah. So yeah. if you're in arrears, you're, in, you're overdue. Right? You're overdue, yeah. yeah. And I had to learn that out on the job. Yeah. I had to figure that out on the job. Um, so I made a goal for myself. I said, right, I'm going to work for a year, get as much experience as I can, save a certain amount of money, and then just leave anyway. And I grew to absolutely love it. I met probably some of the best friends I've ever met have been through the fitness industry. Um, a lot of the clients I had at the time are now my friends. Um, I learned so much about marketing, sales, business, all of that sort of thing. And I guess that kind of opened my eyes up a little bit. To I was so stuck in this... I want to be into fitness. I want to. I was doing a bit of massage and beauty at the time, as you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wanted to be this, this fitness image, right? And my life was training. It was all about nutrition. It was about I want to be as muscly as possible, as lean as possible. It was all about I can, image. I can relate to that. Yeah, and I think me and you were probably going through that the same shift, at, yeah, exact yeah. same time. Um, and I remember having a conversation with you in that room when you were listening to podcasts and you were doing this yeah, self-development Because how stuff. crazy is that? Was that probably, how many years ago was that? It would be at least three years ago. Well, I've been away for three years. So close to four years. years. So closer to four. So four years ago, when you were massaging me, I was playing a podcast while, while and that's probably the first times you were like, what's this kind of, is this something that people do? Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> remember saying to someone later that day, I can't remember who they were, saying, that was weird, that was the first time I've ever given someone a massage where they wanted to choose themselves what they were listening to. So yeah. I've worked in day spas and salons, yeah, we yeah. have all the relaxing stuff, yeah, yeah. the candles. you straight up walked in, you're like, I'm going to listen to this, and I'm like, okay, 
That's well, different. Well, it's good because you can always talk. You can always talk over it if you need to. But there's also times in a massage where you got to concentrate on what you do. And then also with my ADD, I actually relax more when I've got some content coming in. Yeah. So I get a little bit from yourself. And I had I've been massaged by you before. So there's only so much you can really chat about. Yeah. Especially because it was every second week or whatnot. So for me, it was like two birds with one stone. Yeah. F- fixing my posture and my body up while getting valuable content in my ears. Like gold was going into my brain. And it, it ma- I love that we're having this chat right now because I forget that I was in podcast a long time ago. Yeah. Because I fell out of listening to audio. Yeah. And, I, and I've like gone into scrolling and just listening to spam because with podcast and audio, you have like a solid content where you know it's going to be valuable. When you're scrolling on social media, it's just so much content information information coming in it's more sell 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 or like a, what, we, what we call in sales jab jab hook yeah. so it's just heaps of jabs that you're not really getting with podcast i feel like you get the hook for free yeah 100%. you don't have to pay for the hook um it's valuable information for free basically do you remember what podcast it's, it was yeah now this sounds i this is not weird or creepy at all but i have an insane memory for conversations i have with people yeah. I'll remember people by what I talk about with them. Yeah, same. And if I don't remember someone, it's because they had nothing valuable to say. Well, I like, like it. I like it. That's um. I love it. That that's just the brutal honest truth. Like I, I won't remember a name if they didn't tell me something interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I you know what? I probably won't even remember their name, but I'll always remember what someone said, the vibe I got, the energy I got. Like some people walk into the room, they walk out, and you feel like crap. You feel yeah. down. Your energy's being sucked. Well, I mean, you don't know why. It's, it's, it's hard to say you feel like crap because of someone, but it's more that you gave them some of your energy and they didn't give you any back. That's a nice way of saying it, I suppose. Exactly, um, yeah. Because I, I used to say that as well. I'm like, that person made me feel like crap. It's like, no, you made yourself feel like crap because you allowed that time to them. Exactly. No yeah. one gives you anything. Like, no one makes you feel any way at all. You allow someone to make you feel a way. Exactly, yeah. So, I often compare that to like a battery. So batteries have positive and negative charge, right? If your battery's full positive someone comes in and they're trying to charge their battery off yours so they suck all the energy out so theirs is now positive and yours is negative yeah yeah whereas if you get two batteries together that are both positive they charge together and it's like electric so i think i i, I remember um conversations i've had with you because after that i, that I think about in, interesting things yeah, yeah you, you got inspired them. yeah exactly yeah. yeah um and it's funny because now like if someone came to me and said I want to listen to a podcast while you massage me I'd be like absolutely I want to listen to it too play yeah. it on loudspeaker like yeah, yeah. that's normal to me whereas then I think it was a little bit new the way technology in the world yeah, was yeah definitely going, was definitely I think I'll be untouched for 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 Australia and for our age group and our location I was a bit ahead of my time in the only reason I got ahead <clears throat> the only reason I got into that stuff is because my brain functions so much faster that stuff that everyone else is doing becomes boring to me or becomes yeah. I've got the value that I've got from it and I'm on to the next thing yeah. so <clears throat> I was doing a multi-level marketing company I was running a team of 40 people for your health mm-hmm. and you know I learned so much in that company and I don't regret anything I did with that company because I got to speak in front of people and it gave me courage and also found out who people that in my <clears throat> in my life that were like naysayers and didn't want to support what I did and I have no hate against that. It was just lessons learned. But in a multi-level marketing company, someone above you or one of your leaders or role models or um, someone who's a team leader, 
they'll send you audios to listen to. So it was yeah. like business audios to start with. It yeah. was just like how to sell better, uh, how to win friends and influence people. Um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck, even though that's more of a recent um, mm-hmm. book or podcast. But those sort of things is where I started. And then when I got through the sales and stuff, I'm like, I don't want to sell anything to anyone anymore. Yeah. I want to serve. And then I started listening to people like Audrey, Aubrey Marcus mm-hmm. and Joe Rogan and like all the different mixes. And, and then it, 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 it came to me and I was like, I need to do something something like this. But <clears throat> it took years. Um, so after we hung out and um, you know you noticed the podcast and it was something new to you, did you go and listen to podcasts after that? I did actually. I did for a while. I probably stopped while I was traveling a little bit. Yeah, same when I, I traveled. I remember, I can't remember who the podcast was by or what it was about, but the one thing I remember was you saying there's three types of people in your life. You have a three-second person, a three-minute person, yeah, three and hour. a three-hour person. Yeah, you do remember. Wow. And yeah, and I I remember it because it's 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 I found that quite valuable, and it's like I see that in my life now. I've got I have no shortage of friends and family. I've got a million people I know. Yeah. How many of them do I actually see in person regularly? Yeah. Basically none. None. Yeah, yeah. Like unless you're unless I work with you, unless you go to the gym with me, unless you're naturally in my daily life or you live with then me. You go out of your way. Yeah. No, and and yes, I'm known as being quite selfish. I think people in my family see that, but I see it as like it's not selfish though. It's, it's you've only got 24 hours in a day. And also, you you can't benefit them if you're not happy. So. For me, this is what I say to people, and I've, I've actually been caught up about this, and I could say I did go through times where I was quite selfish when I was deep in the social media because mm-hmm. I had so much information coming in, so much opportunity coming in, I was like, I need to hit it now. Like, yeah. The fire's hot, I need to hit it now. But that also, with my girlfriend, lost connection with her because I was like, hustle, hustle. I wanted to be the best boyfriend by making the most money mm. and have her parents look up to me. But I was missing the key part, and that's the compassion, the time, and effort. So I have learned that, but I'm still sticking by that now. Like, it's very rare for people to ask me to hang out and me to actually do it, mm. because I'm like, I, I want to help you, but let me get quite successful first. Mm-hmm. I want to release content that can be viewed and listened to by multiple people. Mm-hmm. If through that you find something you like, I'll have a seminar. Mm-hmm. And obviously, not everyone has to pay to come see me or listen but they're going to be into my circle that have built that trust up over time. Because mm. even if someone did something nice for me once, I'm like, <laughs> you know, that, that happens often. Yeah. That can happen often. You want to see the track record. And often and with people, like, you might be helping them grow in some area of their life or they might be helping you grow in some area of your life, but I think the people you actually want to spend time with is where you're both here and you want to grow together. Like, how are you going to add more value to each other's lives? What ideas can you bounce off? What action can you take? Like, um, that's the biggest thing I find with people. Like, I've got a lot of people I'd say are friends and I care about them. If anything happens yeah, yeah. to them, I'd be there in a quick heartbeat. Away. Yeah. Absolutely. But if I'm going to meet up with them and hang out for a couple of hours and they're going to be like, oh, you know, I'm complaining about, you know, this shitty job that I've been stuck in for a year and I'm probably not going to leave it anytime soon because I don't have any guts. Just it's zapping like, the energy out of you. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, that was the thing that stuck in my head. I can't remember it for the rest of the conversation. but it, yeah, I can't even remember that, though. I didn't remember that. So, And you were right. That was um, one of the audios which I nailed in and because a lot of the audios I listened to, they pretty much were just summing up that same thing. And I think a lot of things that I speak about on the podcast and my Instagram is 
you'll have those three minute, you know, and it can be, it's not always, I don't use, always use a reference of three minute, three hour, you know, three second, but think about it this way. Yeah. That person you know who walks past when you're driving, when you're walking down the street or whatever, and if they're a three second person, you wave. You give them the consideration to wave, they wave back, good. Your three minute friend, you see them, you actually stop. You say, how's family? It's like bullshit small talk. Yeah. It's just bullshit small talk. How's the weather? When you ask someone how they are, they always say good. They're not fucking good. No. They're horribly <laughs> fucking sad. They're depressed usually. I hate it. Like um, my hairdresser asked me yesterday, how are you? I said, not good. She was like, what? I'm like, fucking not good at all. I've got a cold. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking backed up with shit. Mm-hmm. I've got relationship problems. Mm-hmm. i got shit going on everywhere. But the thing is, I'm honest to say that. Yeah. Now that's because she's more of a, you know, like a three minute, more than a three minute friend, you know, however long yeah. it takes to get a haircut. Um, so you see that person, you talk to them for less than three minutes, small talk, let them go. Now your three-hour friends, that one you have a wine with and come to your house and watch movies, you talk all night. I got mates, we do a Sunday afternoon session. We sit in the sauna. We do like a little workout together, really low-intensity, chilled one. No one has to train. It's very optional. Mm. Go in the sauna, have a talk, go in the spa, sit down, have a talk. It actually turns into three hours. And then my three hours, those three-hour friends also are my only fucking real friends, yeah. you know, my proper friends. When I say real, I mean ones that... I'm gonna sacrifice a lot of time for if they need me. I'll have um, have their back if if, um, if um, yeah if they need me, they'll have my back. And they're the ones you can be real with as well. Like those three minute people, a lot of the time, if they say how are you and you say good, it's because it's easier to say good oh, yeah. and keep it at three minutes than like go deeper in that that could turn into three hours when you don't. And it could be sour. You don't want to have that conversation mm. with that person. So I think a lot of people say good and then. The people that are a bit thrown off when you say, no, actually, I'm having a really shit time, yeah. they're not your real friends, but the ones that are like, tell me about it. Yeah, I yeah. Know. Like, yeah. you know, be, be real with me. They're the people that you do want to spend And then you've with. got some good friends that are good friends that just have a few there's a few periods in their life where they just can't, they just can't help you because they're already down and you can bring yeah. them down further. So that's understandable. So tell the audience, like, and tell me as well. I don't know. Like this is this is the first time we've chat. I just hit yeah. hit record straight away. Yeah. First time in three or four years. How'd you go from that young chick that was trying to do massage, a bit of PT, managing a gym? I knew you were so. I I, I really liked, and that's why I liked spending time with you. If I wasn't, I wouldn't get massaged by someone who I didn't. Even if they were a good massager, I needed to be able to have a good good energy from them. Yeah. So after that, like, how did you go from what you were doing to? going to Sydney, and then you actually travelled elsewhere as well. Uh, opposite, travelled first, and then I there we go. Up in yeah, Sydney, yeah. I just come back from Sydney. Well, I'm, so. I'm really interested in the the thoughts, the actions, and the reactions to get over to the travelling. Yeah, okay, so I, I can picture exactly how I felt when I was here last yeah, time, because yeah. I'm back in the same place. Um, and especially, no, 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 I'm back in a completely different place, mentally. Yeah, mentally, but the same um, physical space, so you can you can notice those old thoughts. Yeah, it, um, you know what it was? It actually started from the guy that I was seeing at the time, had, had the talk with me, like, let's look at places and moving together. And suddenly it was like, every single thing in my life was doing, it just didn't feel quite right. I knew that I didn't want to move in with him. There was nothing wrong with him. Still to this day, I could say he's probably one of the most beautiful people on the planet. Um, and I suddenly stopped and thought, okay, I'm only 21 at the time. I have a great <coughs> job. I've saved a lot of money. I'm probably the fittest I've ever been. I'm the healthiest. I'm around good 
people, I live on the beach, I'm in my family. I've got every single thing that you're supposed to have and it, ticked and off. And it's not. And something inside of me was screaming, saying, I want more, I want something different. And because I was so caught up in the world of image, I didn't realise at the time, but I had a lot of slight health problems building up. So everything on the outside was yeah, perfect. Yeah. And I had the worst stomach pains I'd ever had. Like some nights I'd be curled over with a heat pack. I wouldn't sleep at all. I was rushed to hospital probably three separate times during the time that I worked here. Um, no one could find anything wrong with me. So I went to a surgeon, demanded that they cut my stomach open and basically explore my whole body because that's how desperate I was. Cut it. Didn't they, can't they put a camera down there? Yeah, so I, um, I had full-on surgery where they got cameras and put it through my organs, through my um, everything, and I paid a lot of money for that. The surgeon did not want to do it. She's like, Emily, this is this is extreme. Like, but you're there's like, nothing I've, wrong with you. You're like, I've seen, I've been in pain for so long. Yeah, I can relate to this because I had gut problems, yeah. and I think I might have given you some advice on it. That was, I, I tried the Your Health products at yeah, the time, yeah. and you're onto it, and... And looking back now, I can see it all so clearly. But at the time when you're caught up in a situation, you, you your emotions take over. Um, and there was nothing worse than waking up in the hospital bed in the most agonising pain I'd ever been in and having the doctor look me in my eye saying, Emily, we have found nothing wrong with you. It was stress-related. 100%. And, you know what it was? You were trapped. I was trapped. And, and it was comfort, but you, there was something... Your stomach is the second brain. Yes. It has more nerve endings and, and more stuff going on in it than what you could ever imagine. Exactly. And now that you know a lot about the gut, so you understand now that it was your gut feeling, literally. It was literally my gut feeling. And I remember after that going home, I took a few weeks off work and just spent so much time on myself to reflect. And as much pain as I was in it, like my mum saw it, my family saw it, and they were like, holy crap, like you need serious help. There's something wrong with you. You need to keep going to doctors and naturopaths and all this stuff. And no matter what everybody said to me, in my head I was like, if I book a flight and run away from everything, ditch my job, leave my boyfriend, chuck away all my clothes, if I put my life into one backpack and just book a flight and just go... See if your gut gets better. I know that something's going to change. Yeah. And people were like, you're an idiot, why would you leave? You've got it so good here. Like, what are you going to do? Do you have a plan? And I'm like, no. I remember, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And I was surprised that you went... I knew you had it, I knew you had it in you, but I was just surprised because it's a very rare thing to see. Yeah. A management role, a young chick who's looking at competing, a fitness icon, yeah. people looking up to you, you have all your people at the gym here. But it had to happen. It had to happen and I think during that time that's when I realised similar to image is not everything. I was so ripped to the point the biggest fear I had then, which I fucking laugh at now, the biggest fear I had about travelling. I wasn't. I didn't care if I lost money, if I broke a leg, if you I got stranded. You put body fat on. If you I, lost your ass. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. that was my biggest fear. And absolutely. My biggest fear was the longer I travel, the harder it's going to be to come back to the coast because everybody on the coast knows me as this fitness person, which is such a messed up thought yeah, to have. Yeah. And traveling was what maybe got over that. Like so. Because um, you meet you meet people that have this opposite flick where. They barely even post. They go into the most beautiful places in the world and they barely even post on social media. Because they're in the moment. Because and also with travelling, you meet people that are just really crazy. Yeah. But they, but, but when you realise that the crazy people are actually normal and the people from home or where you were living is actually crazy. Because they're just putting this fake mask on every day. My last podcast was about that. It's about taking the mask off, you know. Be the person you really want to be. 
It's not, it's not, not just not what you look like. Mm. Be the person you really want to be. Take the mask off. And I think you took you took your mask off, and you haven't put it back on. You're just like, this is me. And if you don't like it, fuck off. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. And um. Have you had gut? Have you had gut problems when you were traveling? So this is the interesting thing, right? So I had a lot of because I was dieting so much and overtraining and overworking. I stopped getting like my period for about a year. Yeah, that's what happens to my. I've had some competitors that I've coached. Yeah. When I was taking comp prep clients, and usually the two minutes, two months before the comp, uh, a lot of them would lose their period and. I actually understood that and I got I explained to them what would happen. I said, it's yeah. not the healthiest thing, but it wasn't that unhealthy. It was a short-term thing. Yeah. But for as you long to, as you keep it in the short term. But for you to have that over a year and you weren't, you weren't actually doing comps, were you? I, I was looking to train for a comp. I never yeah. actually got to the point. So imagine how much um, worse it would have got if you tried to get that extra bit. Yeah, and, and that's the thing because looking back now, I was, I was at a crossroads in my life. I was at a point where I was like, okay, I can really do well in this job to the point where, like, even back then, I could have bought into this gym. Yeah, and I still, have, I still have the option to now if yeah. I want. Could have bought the gym. It was going well at the time. Could have kept doing well. Could have moved in with this guy. Could have probably had way more money in the bank. All of that. Could compete in a comp. Or before I do any of that, I can just run away. It, it wasn't necessarily running away. It was running away from all of this, but running closer to myself. Exactly, because and it's easier... It's easier to have a. It's it's easier to do completely you when you take yourself out of the unhealthy environment. Yeah. You were just growing up, being taught that find a guy, find a secure job, study, be healthy, be iconic, yeah. move in, buy a place, and that's actually fucking not anything no. that we should be doing. And it, you're taught that that's what happiness and success is. When I went to Europe, hung out with people from Sweden and Denmark. I've done, I've done a few active escapes trips, those those um, workouts where people come across from the other side of the world. I was hanging out with a few people from Europe and everyone in Sweden, Denmark and stuff, what they do is they spend the first two years after high school traveling. It's pretty much what everyone does. Yeah. In Australia, no. no. We just go army, uni, work, management, find a guy, find a girl, marry, babies, live that white picket fence. And then have a midlife crisis. And then everyone's fucked. Everyone's <laughs> fucked. Everyone's unhappy. Depression rates going through the roof. Yeah. Suicide. Worst is people just drinking and doing drugs and Panadol yeah. and pharmaceuticals through the roof. Everyone's so excited to wait for the block or the fucking voice that's on TV. They're just looking at a TV all night, paying rent to a place just to sleep in, and then going back to the job they don't like. Exactly. Driving the car they can't fucking afford. It blows me away. Oh, it's insane. Actually, I was listening to something the other day. I can't remember where I heard it, but studies were recently done in Australia. And this is just at people that have jobs, right? So not business owners, not, you know, the more entrepreneurial, but people that have jobs. An average of 80K a year is the most popular salary where people are the most content and happy. And when people get to that point, they go, I'm working ridiculous hours. I'm putting in so much effort. I deserve a pay rise. So say they're on 80K a year, suddenly get a pay rise, they're on 100K a year. If you actually go through their bank statements and work out their figures over the next 12 months, they are still saving the exact same amount because all of the extra money is going towards tax. more alcohol, more tax, oh, yeah, more, depression. more food, more massages, <clears throat> more everything to get yeah. them through that stress because they've got extra, extra pressure out, yeah. to have to fulfill this job. Whereas got, If you've got a higher roller job, let's say you go from, you work in an insurance firm, you're a cool guy. You're a cool girl. You're a cool guy. 
Then you go to team leader, you get paid a little bit more, but then you also have more um, stress to look after. Then from there, you're like, oh, because of this stress, I want to get paid more money so I can have more holidays, get more massages, eat better food, drive a better car, because if I drive an Audi on the way to work, it won't be as painful for me. <laughs> if the leather's nice, I won't be up so depressed about the shit that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I see it all the time in the coast, it's horrible. But then you realize you get to management and you're like, you just have five times the amount of stress for three times, less than three times the amount of pay, double the pay maybe. Mm-hmm. It's like, for me, I always said no to like being in, increased in the position I was at work. Mm-hmm. I was like, see, it doesn't, doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like give me less work and I'll do the job better mm-hmm. and get paid more. That's why personal training works well for me. It's like, exactly. if I'm the best in my gym or the best on the coast or the best, you know, and online you or whatever. more money and have less time. I'm, va- my, I'm more of value to my clients and if I train less clients I can put more energy into the ones that I'm with yeah. so in a normal job role it doesn't really escalate like that so when you when you left Australia telling your family and the boyfriend at the time and everything you just said it just had to be done you just had to make it you just had to make a decision and just just take off straight away it had to be done actually I sat my boyfriend down and said I need to go I'm getting on a I said I was getting on a flight to New York. That was the that was the plan at the time. Um, think so. I think in, in, in the last few years of travel, I still haven't made it to New York, but mm. <laughs> that was the original goal. And he was obviously very upset and heartbroken, but in the two or three weeks when I told everyone and quit everything to when I actually got on the flight, I think everybody thought I was just going through a phase. I Emily goes yeah. through phases. She yeah. gets excited about something, then she gets excited about something else, and that's what I'm like. We, we, are so, we are so, we are so, so similar. similar. Because yeah. people say that about me too. They're like, oh, he's just doing this. He'll come back when he runs out. And I'm like, yeah. did I probably go over there? I think I spent more time overseas this year than I did at home, or at least half. Yeah. The last two years nearly. And everyone's starting to realise now, no, we're, we're for real. Yeah, we're that's for real. it. This is, this is not running away. This is creating something new and opening the, the brain to these millions of organisms of epicness, yeah. cult, culture, new people. And look, you're so much better with your body image now. You're so much happier. Like beforehand, you were motivated and you were happy, but you're, you weren't fulfilled. You were chasing something that wasn't really real you're chasing a look that was only short term because we see people like chicks on stage they look epic or chicks on Instagram or whatnot same with guys and you realise that most of those photos they're taking they're quite sick or it's just a period of time over their shredded season or whatnot. where, where did you go first like where did you take off to so I got on a flight to London my mum and him took me to the airport and when we got to the line where it's like right passengers only I could see the look in both of their eyes as though wait she's actually stepping over that line they just thought you were making a bit of a I don't know I haven't asked them but I seriously reckon even driving to Brisbane airport there was something in them that was like nah this is just her freaking phase and you know what at at the time I, I don't blame them for thinking that um and the second oh not the second I got on the flight but probably about five hours into my I got my period for the first time in over a year. And you had nothing on you. And I had nothing. I was like, I'm not prepared for this. I'm going to a foreign but country. So, so literally, this is how that's this is how strong um, gut health, emotions, and hormones are. Mm-hmm. Like you've tried every diet, every, every diet. single diet. You've tried sleeping more. You tried training less or more. You tried. Uh, Meditation, swimming, yeah. whatever. So acupuncturists, naturopaths, nutritionists, doctors. I Thousands had my of stomach dollars. cut open. Like 
You tried everything. Everything. And until it. it's five hours into a flight where you could, be, you could, I bet you went like this. Oh, you're like, I don't have to be the role of the manager, the role of the girlfriend, the role of the, the daughter that's gonna, that the mum wants to do to see you do good. You don't have to be the. You don't have to be Emily anymore. All the masks are off. You can get all the masks. You can be the new Emily. Mm. You can be Brittany if you want. <laughs> you can be. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can change your name. No one knows. You could. You land in a place called London. London is most. In, London is just the other side of. It's just New York with a different version. Yeah. Like it's funny. I've been to New York. Yeah. You might have yeah, seen it. Right. I did a vlog there. I have a, a YouTube video of me in New York. I want you to watch it because it might inspire yeah. you to go back there soon. Yeah. New York, um, as they say, city so sweet, uh, um, city so nice. They named it twice. Yeah. So New York, New York. I still so want to go there. I need to watch that of yours. Inc- incredible place to be, but London, I haven't been, but I've, I've been a few. I've been. I went. I did my Euro tour. I did your yeah. summer in Europe. The reason I didn't want to go to London is because London's not a three day place. No. London's like go in deep. I want to like get a full month there. And I can imagine that's what New York would be like as well. Like you yeah, I spent I spent nearly days. I think I spent nearly like nine days there. Actually, I actually changed my flight to stay there longer. Yeah, wow. Because yeah. I was like, I didn't think I would like New York. Like, I'm not really? a Brisbane. I'm not a Brisbane person. I'm not a Sydney person. I don't like cities. But New York's different because it's like the city. It's the city. Yeah. Same with London is just the Europe, New York. Yeah, yeah. So it's, you, it's so interesting for you to go to London. New yeah. York and then have the conversation of like that might be the next podcast yeah exactly book flights. Yeah, book flights. <laughs> yeah but yeah it, it's interesting I well before I um before I went overseas and before I moved to Sydney I was never a city person either yeah, but yeah. part of me wanted to go and experience living in a big city just just to live that yeah, life gotta, how, how do you know you don't go like out, it go party go yeah. crazy and actually it was funny the first night I arrived there I um I so I hadn't slept the whole flight. It was about a thirty-six hour flight. You're like me, just don't just, sleep on flights. Nah, not and also, at all. you were just like, oh my fucking shit! God. What am I doing? I've never been overseas before. I've never, ne- never, ever. Your ever first time you do a thirty-six hour flight to London by myself. Yeah. That so, night went out, got completely. You got you went out in London. Like, Did you know anyone? Did you meet up with anyone? Oh, one of my cousins was there at the time. Oh, good. So um, you had some safety to land to. Yeah, but she was leaving to go on a trip through Europe with her friends about two or three days after I arrived. So my first two or three nights, I could stay with her. <coughs> in the house just just two or three. People. And then that was it. That's London for you. That's just in a box. <laughs> no beach to run to. No, 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 no exit plan. And you didn't have a return ticket? No. Just no. went straight over. I went straight over. You got a working um, visa? I, so I got a two-year working visa. So two year? Oh, you were ready for a fucking adventure. I actually <laughs> packed up my whole life, like, with a 100% mindset of I am going forever. I am never, ever, you ever got to have it. Home. you got to have it. And <laughs> I laugh, you, but yeah. If you have that thought, you'll be back within two weeks. Exactly. Because <clears throat> if you have the thought that you'll live there, living is just three to six months, really. Yeah. So even if you're like, I'm never coming back, it just means that until you're close to dead broke or in, in that in that way you're actually not going to come back when you're broke you just find a way to stay you find a way I actually remember my dad sent me a card a couple of days before I left and in it I think he gave me like 100 euros as like a you know goodbye gift yeah. and he said Emily no matter what happens no matter if you're broke if you're stranded if someone in the family dies do not come home for 10 years what a no, legend yeah and 
and he at knew, the time he I was knew like, that was right I for you. can't say that that to a little girl. Yeah, but and, you know, he knew and, what he, he knew. knew. You needed and, to hear that. And I needed to hear that. And then he because said, mum and the boyfriend were like, "Come back soon." So you needed that. You need, that's the person in the role. <clears throat> Parents take a different role. Sometimes they switch. But he had to be the rock. He had to be the rock and be like, "Don't be a bitch." Don't be a little bitch. Don't be a little bitch. <laughs> Man up. Woman up. Be a boss bitch. Yeah. Do your time. Because he knew that you'll come back. And you know what? He knew if you spent enough time away that all this health problems... Because you would have died if you stayed in Australia. Yeah. You would have died if you, if, you, if you moved into that place and you tried to live that Emily life that you were doing. Your gut would have just eventually slowly killed you. And if you didn't die, they would have just medicated you for five years. You would have miserably got really sick. It actually makes me really cry thinking oh, that I could have gone down yeah, that yeah, path. Yeah, yeah. so but many people do. You had to, and we see people now. But what's inspiring is people who are listening to this right now... If they have gut problems, if, if they have any of the thoughts that you're having, you're inspiring them to book a one-way ticket and just go do it. What did you do? Like you went out, obviously you go do the drunk thing. That way, that way is going to, getting drunk and wasted is actually your way of dealing with the, the freak out. I just out. needed to just, yeah, let loose. Um, and you also knew that you might meet people. So it's, it's, Yeah, exactly. Um, I woke up on the side of the road to this siren and I... All of these things I didn't think about until I left it because I'd never been in a different country before. I heard this siren that did not sound like an ambulance that you hear in Australia because the yeah. sounds there are different. You Everything You don't different. know, yeah. And I heard this siren and I'm like, what is that? And I was obviously in this messed up state, jet lagged, hadn't slept in like three days. Fuck, your body was shutting night. down. It was just First time you got your period, yeah, so you're, you're so just no blood in your body shit now. Shit was everywhere, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what is this sound? I remember laying there, I'm like, what's poking into my back? Where am I? I looked around and there's like all these random people. The buildings are different. There's an ambulance. Is an ambulance there for you? For me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Sent it. You need to get a send it tattoo like I got in Europe. A what tattoo? Send it. What, what does that mean? I've never seen that before. Send it means like someone says jump off the cliff into the water. And you're like, no. And you're like, send it. You know what like I mean? you like, got to do it. Yeah, it's a pretty... It's a, it's a, yeah. I think it's a... Like a little bit of a British, you know, like it is, it is actually, it's quite Aussie, but it's American and British as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just found out after I got the Send It tattoo that there's a big Send It page. It's got like half a million followers on Instagram and they send me like a Send It shirt, Send It towel. Oh, wow. Because they're like, you're, you're in the Send It now. I didn't even know about this brand. I need to get involved in that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but most of all, they, they put up videos of people doing shit that's crazy and obviously it's just viral shit. But if we think about it properly, you sent it. Yes, it got you to hospital and stuff, but you were dying anyway. This new way was for you to be like, let it all out. Just get it all out in the first night. Just get it all out. All the emotions that you've been holding in for months, everything, the physical state, the mental state, the masks coming off, it comes in stages. So you just gave it a big flush. <laughs> you gave it the natural um, antibiotics, just, just yeah. slush it out. And that's naturally probably similar to you. I'm very much an all or nothing person. All, all so if in. you're going to do it, just go all, all in. in. Like, don't hold back. I spent yeah. like $25,000 plus in Europe and just did everything back to back. We did we did like the, did 15, 20 flights in like 20 days. 20 flights in 20 days. Oh, my god. No, it would have been. We were, were there for 35 days. We did at least 15 flights. Wow. And these were like connection flights. Like if we, if I added all the flights up, so most of your trip was actually the traveling part. Not yeah, the yeah. But part. 
but, but it was to go to the iconic places yeah. to get more culture because if we just went to Crete, Greece for two weeks, we miss out on running with the bulls in Spain. Yeah. We miss out with the um, opening ceremony in Spain, Barcelona, San Sebastian. I, I wanted to do the island in Greece, Croatia for Sail Week. All these things that. that yeah, that was. Did you do it as well? Did you, I did yacht week. Yeah, I did yacht week as well. Did you? Yeah, it was wow. fucked up. I accidentally did you up die? for free. I didn't pay a cent. How did you do that? I was in Rome one night, right? And some oh, guy right. just, turned just, Rome. just casually, some guy tried to crack onto me. I freaked out, thought he was going to kidnap me and take me to his like that could happen in Italian Rome. castle. Yeah, somewhere. yeah. So I ran away and I was sitting on the side of the street at two a.m. thinking, where am I going to stay? What am I going to do? I'm by myself and I have no plan. At that moment, this chick that I'd met two months earlier in Amsterdam messages me and says, Emily, how close are you to an international airport right now? And I said, well, I'm in Rome. I think there's two. Why? She goes, if you can be on a flight to split in Croatia. Yeah, that's where I started. In like eight, in less than eight hours, I have a free spot for you on a yacht, fully paid for. Someone's just pulled out at the last minute. Oh, you can take that position. Yeah. So literally, like, I grabbed my bags, hitchhiked with some stranger. Looking back, that was so dodgy because he was so right. creep. Um, just creep to creep to get to the plane. Just exactly, yeah. Got all the way to the airport, went to like, I was like, is there a flight leaving to Croatia? And they're like, yeah, there is. Fuck. In an hour. That's perfect. But you're at the wrong airport. Oh, Because there's two international airports yeah. in Rome, and I didn't know that at the time because I went to the one that I'd flown into. Most, most people don't really speak English in Rome either. Like, people think... People think going over to Europe that everyone would know a bit of English. There is like Croatia. There is a few places where you're like, I need airport. And they're like, oh, I think I know where. Even taxi drivers are like just making words up. Yeah, exactly. You've got to like actually use your actions. Yeah. Like, you know, um, to flying, fly flying. Exactly. And um, so that was quite epic. Got onto the plane and the whole plane was filled with um, what they call a Kentucky tour. Oh, they'll be just partying and drinking. And it was this huge party train and everyone's like, wait, who are you? Because I was the only person on the plane that wasn't a part of that tour. Um, I hung out with some Kentucky tour people. Oh, Fucked yeah, up. I don't think I could do it. So hey. on your sale week, that was the tr- most sick drunk, like the most hungover I've felt in ages. <laughs> yeah. I had a night where we drank. The, set, the first night we got on the boat, I think, the thing is with my trip, I, I don't mind if I went to the sail week by itself and then left and then went back home after that. See, so, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. looking back, I did the But same. mine was Greek islands, party island in Eos, just three days of absolute madness. Barcelona, once overnight, another night of madness. Running with the bulls, three days of camping, of just drinking every day with Aussies. San Sebastian, two days of soberness. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> Fly straight from there to Croatia. Seven nights of just the, the drunkest, most sickest ever, I've ever been. <laughs> it, was the world, it was the World Cup, oh, Croatia, shit. in the semifinals and the finals, in Croatia. Oh, so it was, it was Croatia versus England and Croatia versus um, France. So Croatia beat England for the semifinals. So Croatians were shooting fucking fl- shooting those red fiery things out of their oh. boats and yachts. People were jumping off their yachts in the city. There was just mayhem. It looked like it was right. It was happy right. It was. It was hard to really tell though. Yeah. Happened to be really wasted when the game watched the game went out after that night. Yeah, Croatians are almost a little bit sort of like Crazy. mysterious and intimidating yeah. too. Like if they're partying, you're like, is that safe? Like- <laughs> yeah, they're crazy because yeah. Croatia was only called Croatia in '92. They've really? only they've only been a country since '92. There really? was. 
there was people our age that when they were younger, they were in the war. Wow. Yeah. Like, there's a bit of, that's a fact I didn't know. Well, I, because of yeah. being on the sale week, we actually had an old yeah. guy that did tell us about the history a little bit. Yeah. So, um, how many countries did you go to? So, from London, how did you, um, I want the listeners to get into a bit of, more, like, they're all like, oh, cool, like, let's escape and drink, but there's obviously something you it did. Wasn't about no, no, that was, that was obviously just the first day. And that was, like, that was like when I went to Europe. People just look at the drinking and everything, but Europe changed me, not because of the drinking, it was because of the people I met and the opportunities that came up. Not the opportunities to make money, but the opportunities to be like, look, dude, who cares about what you have at home? Exactly, yeah. The, every place we've gone to in Europe, you could actually start fresh and you could have something exactly. different and you could learn something from that. And when you get back from being away for a year, two years, or even a month for me, I'm away for a whole month. I felt like I lived six months. You ever watch a little car? You ever watch a cartoon when younger called Dragon Ball Z? I've heard of it, but I never got Anyway, it if any of, the, any of the listeners are like my age guys, <laughs> they'll know Dragon Ball Z, they have this room they go to, and one day in this room is like a month out of the room. Wow. So you train in there and you get really fit because, no, no, um, one month in the room oh. is only a day on the outside. So you get a month to train, and when you get out, it's all the same. And that's what it felt like when I went to Europe. It's so freaky you're saying that right now because that's exactly what I had a dream about two nights ago. Really? That I had this dream that I developed some power where I could pause time. And just get ahead. So I could pause everything right now Travel. and go and do all these crazy things yeah. and then come back to the same moment. And everything's the same. You go yeah. back to the same job role. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it was like. Um, a month, just over a month in Europe, I got back. Every single person and every single thing had not changed at all. It was literally like, like a dream. I paused here on the Sunshine Coast. I went away and lived for six months. Yeah. All different countries, different languages. Came back and everyone just took a step out their door. And I was like, I'm back. Yeah. You know, I was so stressed about going back. Come I was so back. stressed. And Did you find that was like the most surreal feeling? The first it was time very you slow. get back from a trip, you like, it's almost like, I remember when I first got back, I thought lots of things had changed. And then after a few weeks, I realized nothing's no, changed no. at all. I've well, you, changed. You were away for a lot longer than me. Yeah. So there would have been some political changes. There would have been some, obviously, total Sunshine Coast Australian changes, like shopping centers have built differently. Yeah. Um, obviously, and you're coming back into the, a similar role at a gym where things have changed. Same members aren't here and stuff. So I can understand that, but the reason why you notice change is because your, your actual culture and your knowing was different. It's like, it's like you know more than what people around you do. Not more as yeah. in, not more as in like they're silly, but you've lived just different styles of living and life, and you've travelled. And I think that's why I say collect moments, not things, mm. because like I've got friends that own houses and have brand new Range Rovers, and and I'm like, oh my god, like that's where I should have been. Like I'm so far behind. But when I ask them questions about travel, they're like, oh. I went to Fiji for six days. I was like, oh, God. And you're like, that's not even traveling, no. that's just a holiday. Yeah, I went on a yeah. cruise ship to New Caledonia for seven nights, and I'm like, you didn't even get off the fucking boat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's the exactly. same shit. Yeah. Not, until you, not until you wake up in the side of the street in London <laughs> with the ambulance officers. Okay, but yeah. let's, for real though, I want to know how you actually got your health back and realized, and you actually obviously had to find a job, I need, to, I need to shorten this down. This is 51 minutes. We're going oh, good. Wow, okay, yeah. um, but I mean, for the next part, I want I want people to know the, the success story as well. Yeah. Well, not so much success, but knowing that 
you've got your new life over there. How did you meet? Like you got a job. What feelings did you go through through that part? Okay, well, about a week or two before I left, I, um, I'd obviously had experience with Anytime Fitness and knew it was international. So one night, once again, 2 a.m. when I couldn't sleep, when all of my life changes happened, I copied and pasted the exact same email to about 60 different places around the world, all different countries, saying, Hi, my name's Emily. I don't actually have a passport yet. I have experience in a gym. If I was to come and work for you hypothetically, what visa would I need? Is there a position available? It was the stupidest, most basic email ever. But it was. With a happy little photo of myself. Oh, that's perfect. And within five minutes, I got a response back from this Indian guy from London. London was the last place I thought of. But you were already there. But it was, no, 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 this was in Australia. So I quit my job here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A week or two later, started emailing just all random places around the world because all I knew was I wanted to go in a few weeks. So that's why you end up in London. That's how I went to London. We forgot that bit. So I want, for everyone listening, it doesn't have to be perfect emails. No. It can sometimes, at that 2 a.m., if you have the urge to just apply for 100 jobs online with the same emails, just copy-paste... Just take action. Exactly. And the response I got from him was, no, it, it wasn't proper. It wasn't properly worded. It wasn't proper punctuation. But he said, there's something about the energy and the vibe that I could feel through the email and through the photo that you're a happy person. And he said that to me. That's huge. Gives me goosebumps. And yeah. And so all of this happened within a few weeks. And so it was a job to manage Anytime Fitness City of London. So the Holy Anytime shit. called City of London in the centre. And I was like, this is going to be a great opportunity. Anyway, got there. Once my cousin left, had to find somewhere to stay. Went and visited him at the gym. Um, and it was suddenly like within 20 minutes of being there, I'm like, everything's the same it's the same carpet it's the same equipment and you couldn't do my it my office looks the same it's the same software and you're like you're going to the same shit it's and I'm like what the fuck but everyone's got a different accent and so I said okay I've just arrived here and they said that's fine take, take some time I said I'm going to look for somewhere to live once I find an apartment then I'll be ready to start work so yeah. I thought it was a good idea to book a nine dollar a nine euro bus trip to Amsterdam for a few days oh god to have a bit of time <laughs> yes and then come back because you London. can get to, you can get to Amsterdam from London so quickly it takes time but people don't realize how easy it is nine euro nine euro full budget and it stopped for two hours in Brussels on the way for a oh, lunch break perfect that's where that's where tomorrow um, yeah tomorrow then I'm yeah, pretty sure yeah exactly um and so I got this big little tour of Brussels for a couple of Brussels is not a great place. No, but for two hours it wasn't. I, no offense, <laughs> no offense to anyone who's listening, but Brussels is yeah, it's alright. That's a good place. It's just maybe not the top priority of places yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I I went to Amsterdam for a few days and wanted to live in London. I made it back to London. Let me work it out. Eight or nine. Wait months up! You later. skipped. You skipped a bit. Oh, eight or nine months in Amsterdam. No, oh, I, didn't, I didn't make it back to London for eight months. All right, let's months. pause, pause. <laughs> I love this. This is the So video. I got fired from that job. So listen, before we go there, because I went to Amsterdam as well. <laughs> How amazing. I know what Amsterdam's like. Yeah. I couldn't live there because I, I, would. I would end up being in some sort of weird gay, weird drug community, but there's no violence there and they're not, they're not druggos in such. And also, there's obviously an area just outside Amsterdam that's actually, actually like business savvy. But all I know is it's very different. It's it's like you've been put into a machine and taken off Earth. Amsterdam <laughs> isn't Earth. It's no, it's a different planet. It's a different. 
Because there's boys like dressed like girls and girls like boys and I'm just smoking weed and walking around in red light districts where there's weird Russian and European women that are showing their skin in, in windows and people are paying money to go have sex with them and, and there's families. People are walking with their kids next to these tits. And I'm like, in Australia you would get in trouble for this. Oh, and you can smoke a joint on the side of the road while talking to a cop and they don't even blink. <coughs> just eating mushrooms? <laughs> oh, God. So, so you basically, even though you flew to London, you realised London was not... Because I was going to say to you before... Obviously, I wanted to hear your story about London, but London doesn't seem like a place I'd be jumping to go away from Australia because it's really mm. we're just we're just um, a civilization from London. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And if you're wanting a real culture, a, a, a real experience, like don't go somewhere that's so close. But to home. what's good is yeah, what's good is London is a good like it's a, a flight that's common. You had the you had everyone else feeling sweet. She's got a job. And then you're like, fuck that. I mean, that was just, a, you know, not planned. And then, so from Amsterdam, quickly go through a summary of the island hopping, the the country hopping. Okay, so Amsterdam. This is all on a budget, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I, you know what? I, in the whole time I was gone, I manipulated my way into getting so many things for free that my whole experience set me back eight grand. For how long? Eight grand over five months. Then I touched base in Australia and flew back to London. And then that's when I actually lived and worked there for a bit, which is a whole other story. So that'll be so, that'll be for another podcast. But yeah. I want to know about that eight months of craziness. Okay. Because I spent yeah. <clears throat> I spent eight grand within like two weeks of being in Europe. Wow. Yeah. See, I think I think there's two ways to travel. So like, if I had a really good job here that I knew I wanted to come back to. I'd go all out. I'd be like, you know what? Over a month or two months, I want to do everything. I want to eat the proper food and stay in the most beautiful places and come back knowing I've got an income. But when you chuck away everything you own, clothes, shoes, everything, you you ditch your job that you can't come back to. Well, I thought I couldn't come back to. Yeah, yeah. All that, I was like, if I'm going forever, you need to be be very efficient. I've got to make my money last, yeah. So give us us a quick, I know it's, it's hard to... (laughs) <laughs> it's hard to make this quick, but I want to overview. I want to also know this is for me. Okay. Yeah. Like fuck the no, fuck, not fuck the <laughs> listeners. I love you guys. I love my. Yeah, I love but the it's viewers. Good to catch up. But, yeah, but I want to know. Like I want a quick rundown of like which countries you went to. Okay, so completely made up, less than twenty four hours at a time. I never planned anything more than a day. Never, when, never planned anything more than a day. No, I tried to twice. And just didn't work out. And then purposely missed flights or trains because I met people within that twenty four hours. Oh, that's because I've got a friend that's yeah. told me about this. He was like, you don't want to book anything when you go to new places no. because you go here and you meet Mickey and then Brittany and Steph and then you want to have a beer here. Or they're like, actually, we've got this thing. We're doing a tour on a bus, and you're like, I'm going with these guys. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, like, you might get stuck in Poland where you twist your foot and you can't walk for two days. So that what happened? That's what happened? happened, yeah. I just you... sprained my ankle recently, so I know that. I heard about that. It was that. bad, but oh, it's getting better now. We need to make a whole podcast just about injuries. The injuries, yeah. Yeah. But I want to know, how many, how many countries? Okay, so Amsterdam, from there through Germany, over to Poland, just trying to visualise it, down to Italy, did a bit of Italy. Was planning, did you, did planning you ever get on a bus about bus? No, no, I don't think so. Oh, did they you do, do a lot of that? No, 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 because no. I met the, one of the managers. I met a manager from Bus About who did all the tours. He was on that boat with us. And he was actually looking after us as our English tour guide or whatever. Mm-hmm. He worked for Bus About. Bus About actually started just doing buses around Europe. That's all they did. Yeah. And what it is is you've got this big line of buses and you can actually hop off and on and just get on with the next bus. 
but if you yeah. stay with your group, we all do a certain days at each part of Europe. Yeah. But you can actually do an open bus about ticket and just keep getting these bus abouts, these big orange buses. And you basically feel like family every time you get on there because everyone knows that we're bus yeah. about. But obviously there's local versions of that. So I've heard a lot about that. And at this point in my life, I was craving freedom so much that I wouldn't even book a bus about ticket for a month because it means I was like, locked into a certain type yeah. of bus for the next <laughs> yes, month. Yes, yes. Like that's, you that's want, you how, want total how much freedom. I unplanned it. Yeah. Like I, I literally did not plan anything in advance at all. Like I had all these different plans and they changed the whole time. Like while I was in Poland, I was going to meet up with this girl and go um, trekking through some of the rainforests and go camping and do a bit of a nature thing. And I was in this shop one day in Poland. I'd been stuck with this shitty ankle for a few days. It was raining. I didn't have a jacket because I went over there for summer. Picked up a jacket. It was like 50 euros. And I'm like, okay, I can spend $50 on a jacket, which means I'm going to have to also carry it. Or I can spend 50 euros on a plane ticket to somewhere sunny. <laughs> so you just did that instead. So that day I looked up what flights are leaving from Poznan Airport and what's the weather. The only sunny flight that was leaving that afternoon was to Rome. Oh, that's, that's how you get to, That's why you got there. That's how I got So instead of buying the jacket, you took the flight. Exactly. You need to write a book. I, I started to, actually. Oh, you started writing a book? Yeah, it's hard, though, because I can't sit and type for so long. I'm no, like just... Maybe talking. <laughs> just... Um, yeah. So my secret with... Because the book that I just wrote, The Mind and Body Transformation, mm-hmm. um, is to use voice... Use voice to text on your notes. Oh. Just talk... That's really smart. Just yeah. sit, lay down, lay on your bed have your phone like on your chest or beside you and just be like just start on just start somewhere random just be like instead of buying a jacket I got a exactly what you told me just, yeah so this, that's, that's hard as well but basically that just that just starts getting the ball rolling yeah. and then, you, then you write sometimes you'll be on a writing day and then sometimes you'll be on a talk to text day and then sometimes you'll be like I'm not doing anything you just, yeah. you just like yeah so you went to you bought your jacket and you didn't buy your jacket you're like the, the flight's the same price and thank god because when I got to Rome it was the hottest temperature I've probably ever experienced yeah and Greece is hot yeah exactly because Rome and Greece they're not too far away from each other are they? no they're just opposite the yeah. water yeah so I ended up there I won a free bottle of wine that night at this hostel <laughs> I was staying up having the best stories to how I ended up there like everyone's like oh yeah, yeah we you had do. this trip and we had that and I was like yeah I didn't want to buy a jacket so I flew here <laughs> That's the best story. Yeah. yeah. So this whole time you were by yourself as a girl. By myself. How, as a girl. how old were you? Twenty-one. You were twenty-one years old, mm-hmm. traveling Europe with no return ticket, on a budget, by yourself. Just that's incredible, but that thing is, you you were you were actually healthier doing that than being at home in security. Absolutely, and you know what? I remember having this one day where I was sitting on some step in Berlin, and none of my phones <laughs> would work right. Australia because we can't leave our country without I know, flying. Yeah. I mean, in Europe. To plan that too. 
yeah, you got to plan that a lot. Like, you can't just have, uh, what is it, t- 10 euros? Like, you can't have 20 Australian dollars and be like, I want to go overseas. Everyone's like, you won't even get to the fucking airport. <laughs> exactly. So, like you're saying that Europe can be very cheap. Mm. Oh, so cheap. Oh, my gosh. Like, coming back to Australia. So, how many countries shop. have we gone to now? We've gone, we went London, we went England. Netherlands. A bit of Belgium, I guess you Belgium, could say. Yeah. Germany, Poland, Italy, Croatia. I lived in Budapest for a while. Budapest. Tell me about Budapest. Let's, yeah. you got five minutes. Go. Budapest. Okay, cool. So, I just come off Yacht Week Ultra Music Festival. You went to you went to Ultra and Yacht Week. <laughs> so Ultra oh. Ultra went it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then Yacht Week started on the Tuesday. No, Yacht Week first. Oh, then and Ultra. Then. So the Friday morning I booked a last minute ticket to Ultra, went there that day for the next three days. On the Monday received an email saying, We're so sorry, Emily, that you did not receive your online ticket in time and that you missed the festival, so we've just refunded the whole amount back into your account. No way. That's and epic. nobody tracked that I actually went. Oh, cool. cool. So the trick is if you want to go to the festival. But they're not listening. So if you want to go to the festival, you just say that you didn't get your ticket. Yeah, exactly. They don't do that in Tomorrowland. They just no, rape you. Well, yeah, my mate bought yeah. it. My mate who I met over in Tomorrowland, he actually bought his ticket at the front of Tomorrowland. From, he, what? he bought. He lost his ticket. Yeah. The night before Tomorrowland, he was getting cocaine off a dealer. Yeah. He lost his phone, his wallet. No. Um, and his ticket. So he borrowed money off another mate who he happened to he hung out he he got a hold of my mate who I met in America what I competed against in a fitness comp who was actually Spanish living in America. Yeah. He got a hold of him. They hung out through Instagram or whatever. He lost his stuff. They were still hanging out. He borrowed money off him. Bought a ticket at the front of Tomorrowland, went into Tomorrowland. I went and hung out with my mate from America, the Spanish guy, who introduced me to the Aussie guy that's a fitness dude that I didn't know. Yeah. I'd seen him on Instagram a little bit, didn't know him for a bar of soap. Mm. Hung out with him, we got along so well, and instead of camping at Tomorrowland, I was just hating the camping because it was a hard style playing from Germans in the tent ground 24 yeah. hours a day. Like, you couldn't sleep. They're all drug fucked to the shit out. He let, he let me stay at his hotel in uh, Brussels which was like 30 minutes away mm. and then we all just became friends because of that wow that's he, he amazing isn't he it? didn't have a phone or a, a he didn't have a phone or a wallet for three days and he ended up making like three or four new friends because of it that's amazing but you so know, in yeah. budapest what did yeah. you do in budapest so by the end of all of that i just really need to get out of croatia and so i got a yeah, train too much, too much, <laughs> too much croatia, too much that's, croatia. Enough, that's it no one could live in croatia oh hell it's no, a horrible no, place. no it's, be- it's a beautiful it's one week yeah, although it's interesting because so many of the other travels from other countries are looking at the water going, oh my god, these beaches are so beautiful. And in that it's, moment, I was like, yeah, in Australia? The and also, I will give it to Croatia. Croatia has equally as beautiful beaches as Australia, but they don't have any sand. It's all rocks, sharp rocks. Exactly. So you've got to wear yeah. those silly ass sand yeah. rock shoes. Um, it's beautiful if you're on like boats diving into the water because the salty water is so, um, what's the word for it? Buoyant, buoyant yes. that you can lay back. Even though my muscles and my skinny body, we just I didn't stay afloat. You know? So, but the thing is, um, for anyone who's thinking about doing uh, you sail week, obviously I think as a girl you have a really good time. And yeah. you know I don't know exactly how your yacht week was, but also I think anything would be a good time for you at that moment because you're just like on the go. It was not planned. Yeah. But I paid thousands of dollars to you to do yacht week, and it was actually not great at all. Wow, really? I loved I it. That. I made the most out of it, yeah. but. We have not this. The right or was it? Not even that. I tried to blame it on that, but that's just a reflection of myself. Is it the headspace you're in at the time? Not. Wasn't that? It wasn't that? It could be that. But at the end of the day, is my expectations for yacht week was being on a yacht, stopping every few hours, and, and having like a day drinking session, yeah. and diving off the boat, 
when realistically you stop at places that are super expensive to buy anything yeah. and you drink at night times and then sleep on a single bunk bed yeah. on a pirate ship <laughs> literally a pirate ship, a pirate ship yeah. and you might go for a swing for half an hour in the day and then you might yeah. sightsee and it's like I would have just flown over to Croatia and got buses to the locations and hired a boat for the day or something yeah exactly. that's, what, that's what a guy a guy who I follow on YouTube uh, fucking what's his name Anyway, he did Croatia and just went over there by himself um, and just, um, he didn't want to do the whole being stuck on a boat. Because yeah. once you commit to being stuck on a boat for seven days with people, that's it. That's it. There's no turning back. And you, you go past a boat with people that you think, oh, I think I'd get along with those people more. And it's not about the visuals. Well, I arrived on the boat and the, the six people on the boat, I never met them. Exactly, yeah. Like, it was a risk. There were three guys, three girls. and At least you had equal stuff. We had, like, yeah. ten, ten guys and, like, really? three young girls like our age and like two old girls oh really like older like yeah. I'm talking one in her late 30s yeah and one in her late 40s or 50s oh wow like, what the fuck that's interesting and they're like we just had tickets left over and we don't control we don't have an age limit and I'm like no I understand it you know I actually got along with the old girls really well because after three or four days of being like yeah young I'm on this boat with chicks and guys and it's not because I want to have sex with the girls then because like, um People think that, and I'm like, no, this is not the reason why I travel. I don't. That's disgusting. Like, I've got a single bed. I'm in the room with my one of my best mates. Like, we've got a rule: no one brings chicks into the room because otherwise we've got to deal with it. Yeah. It was nothing to do with that at all. It was literally to meet new people, and it's really good to have an equal ratio, even numbers, because it keeps the ratio going. It doesn't get too boisterous. It doesn't get too girly. But we had a very boisterous kind of group. That's really was, interesting because the yacht week I was on, they actually had a rule: every single it was equal. Boat had to be even. Yeah, not this one. Yeah, yeah. So you 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 did it. you did legit yacht week. Yeah. We did bus we did bus about boat. Oh, okay. And they would say yacht week's the legit one. It's the legit oh. one. Yeah. Was it owned by Americans or Croatians? It definitely wasn't Croatian. It was English speaking. So I think. Yeah, that might have been your guide though. What about but people were driving the boat? No, the guy driving my boat was from Norway. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't What's, what, so, um, what um, were we talking about? Your trip, what was that island? Bud- Budapest, uh, yes, country. Yes, so um, at this point, at the end of Croatia, a girl that I went to primary school with that was like my best friend, little, flew over there and met me. She was fresh in her trip and I was wrecked at this point. So, we got a train to Budapest, which was the most disgusting, hot and sweaty two-day train I've ever been on. So, by the time we got there... So many things went wrong. We lost luggage. We tried to check into a hostel that didn't exist. All of that. Finally found a place and they were running this big pub crawl that night. And you met some people that you liked? No, I took over the pub crawl and I was like, right, everyone, we're going here. We're doing this. We're going to this place. I had no idea where the fuck I was. I'd never been to Budapest. And the owner of the hostel the next day said to us, girls, what's your plan over the summer? Um, Like, that was probably one of the funnest nights we've had. Do you want to stay, live here for free? And run some of the, the nightlife here. No way. And that's, e- that's what people do in Greece. They get yeah. stuck in EOS. Oh, you get stuck in yeah. so many places. Like so I they're like, oh, you're English speaking. You can sell your fun. they like girls. Exactly, yeah. I was like, I've, I've run stuff before. I've managed stuff before. Oh, but it's, it's more of just the hustle late night. But then you end up partying with everyone every night. Well, that's all you do. That's, that's all you do. you got to you got to party with them. And then you get you kind of get immune to alcohol and you just do it constantly. You just do it because it's there, that's right. And after a bit of that, I felt like crap. So I wanted to go and join a gym. Pro- probably still healthier than when you're in Australia. 
Oh, so much, so much. No, no stomach pains at all. It's that's funny. Like, I, we're not, we're not, um, we're not saying go drink. No. But if you're living a happy life and there's something drinks involved, and you're traveling, meeting new people, it's short term. It can be. It can also lead to, to fixing a lot of issues as well because you're networking, yeah. moving people around. Exactly. There's opinion about everything, but it was definitely healthier than your unique situation. It was definitely exactly, healthy. Yeah. And then after Budapest, well, where'd you go? I do want to point out quickly on that yeah. topic is. I know a lot of what I've said in this podcast is about the drinking and the partying, but actually so much of my trip was not that. Not that, These yeah, are just these yeah. random the fun, fun, the fun, fun stories yeah. that have stuck out. Um, and, and so I went and joined a gym in Budapest and took all the people from the hostel with me and charged them 10 euros each to try and like train them a little bit, right? Oh, wow. So I started making cash. I was living at the hostel for free and getting paid for only this party crawl. Plus, you were doing workouts as well. Plus, I was working out. Yeah, you entrepreneur. Yeah, gangster. here I, I did a bit of that in Amsterdam as well. Um, and so, made a bit of cash. So, I actually left Budapest with more money than when I arrived there. But back to the stomach story, talking about health. I'd been there for quite a while. And I was in a really fun group of people. There were 20 of us, all English speaking. We became literally this family because we all slept in the yeah, same yeah. room as well. Yeah. Um, and one night out of nowhere, I got stomach pain so bad and so <coughs> severe and the only thought that I could possibly connect with that feeling is you need to run away oh, because so that's the only thing that it that's, fixed that's it what you, that's what you know yeah and, and I remember saying to some of my friends I have to leave and they're like what do you mean you have to leave no you're working here this they don't is get fun. it they don't get it but you're not, you had to you had to it was it was absolutely unexplainable and I was like I, and so I just looked up where can I go where I can just lay on a beach I don't want to party I want to relax yeah. I want to very hard to get to that yeah. where'd you go and so <laughs> I once again looked up where, where can I fly to like tomorrow um, and and then I was like no I have to get out now I don't know what it was it was like I have to leave today booked a flight to Thailand you went, from to- you went from Europe to Thailand. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> what the fuck? I, was, I don't know. It was it was literally a freak out moment. It was yeah. like, holy shit, I haven't experienced this stomach you, you, you know why? Because at least in Thailand, you're not so much pressure to drink. Because in Europe, you meet English people, yeah. English and English-speaking people. Yeah. In Thailand, like there is drinking, but you know, you're probably like you heard stories. Like it's more of a chill place. Yeah, and I was like craving like yoga did you, did and you meditation. Go, did you go to Phuket? Phuket. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and um, and so so I left right, but because of the whole flight, I got you know I went through Russia Airport and there was all these delays. Had to go to Bangkok to Phuket. So by the time it was about forty eight hours later, and I got to my hotel room, I went to turn on the TV. I hate watching TV, but just for background noise while I unpacked yeah, my yeah. shit. It was the first time in months I had a room to myself as well because I was. It's very rare in Europe. Yeah. Yeah, and turn on the channel. It happened to be an international um, news channel saying. Massive riots have broken out all through Budapest, all airports, all train stations, everything shut off. There's what security the guards and cops everywhere with guns. No one is allowed in or out of the country at all. Like the, and that would have last, lasted lockdown. for a while. So you just left before a massive riot. And it was my stomach that knew. Like it it didn't, knew it was going to happen. It didn't know that a I got, riot, go, I got goosebumps. It gives me goosebumps because yeah. this is legit. And like I didn't know what was going to happen. All my body just knew, knew was you get, need to get, get, the get fuck out, out, get, get the the fuck out. out, yeah. And I had all these people messaging me, holy shit, Emily, are you at the airport? Are you alive? Are you being held as a hostage? Did you make it out? Where are you? You just, just got out before all that shit. And I had no Wi-Fi for a whole two days because we were catching flights. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to use the data and shit. Yeah, yeah, didn't want to. So um, by the time, you, yeah, so really you actually got out of craziness and it just happened to be good. It was, yeah, it was a gut feeling. That's all it was. Um, and then then the whole plans of everyone there changed. Like I'm supposed to, I was supposed to stay there for a few months, work, do all 
do all the things that we were all going to do and then that whole group ended up breaking up and all this shit fell apart in Budapest. And here I was in a nice beach in Thailand getting the relaxing time that I needed. Um, so, so back to the health thing, I think what I've learned throughout all of my travels is no matter what type of travel you do, no matter what type of job you have, like no matter what situation you're in life, you have to listen to those gut feelings yeah, no matter yeah. how, how bizarre they are. And if you have those thoughts, like, they'll become things. You just have to commit to it. Absolutely. Like if you feel something and, you know, your family's against it, your friends are against it, like anything, but if you feel something's right or something's wrong, Commit to it. Commit to it. And that's it. It could be anything at all. Because we like, know our gut feeling better than anyone else. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it's like that analogy, right? Your body always knows um, things way before your mind yeah, does. So yeah. say if this room right now is completely sealed and we were told that happy gas is slowly entering the room, but really it's poisonous gas. I guarantee me and you, from a mental point of view, are going to start laughing yeah, and giggling, yeah. thinking it's all happy. But by the time we realise what's happening, our bodies have already started to deteriorate and get sick. Yeah, and, and long before yeah, our mind yeah, yeah, out. yeah, definitely, definitely. It comes. That's like food. You eat a Mars bar, and your body's like, your mind's like, oh my god, it's the best. And then within twenty four hours, your gut's like, oh. Yeah, exactly. So let's leave it there. Went yeah. a bit, went a bit longer than I planned, but that was an amazing chat. And holy fuck, that's super cool. I hope you can use this for your first podcast. Yeah, that would be amazing. Thank yeah. you so much yeah. for coming and chatting today. What is your podcast going to be called? I haven't decided yet. Emily Cook, that's it. Emily Cook Podcast. I am me, and that's all I am. I'm that's not. good. That's good. Yeah. So we'll hold her to that. If you want to, it'll be it'll be maybe a few days or a few weeks before Emily's got um, her podcast up and running, because I'll teach her how to set it up. But I'm going to get her on the podcast, doing her own stuff, and obviously she'll go on her own way, and she'll make some epic content, and probably something for my female listeners to if they're ever having feelings where they feel like they're tied down, they think they need to live this happy life, be married or have a boyfriend or live a certain place, live a certain work that's comfortable, know that you know maybe you need to go and travel. And that's what I've done as well. I'm about to leave for four months um, to go around the world. Wow. We're going to do another podcast. Um, I wasn't sure if we are going to do another one, but we're definitely going to do another one. Next podcast, um, I'm going to tell a bit, bit about my travels and my stories and then ask you a bit about your health kick and some tips on gut health and, and like who you are as a person. But everyone's going to have to wait for that. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, guys. See you later.